Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday. Tech Talk is underway. We took Super Bowl Saturday off. Doug Swinhart is back in studio. All good. 651-989-9226. The number again, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. You know the deal if you're having problems with your computer, Hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Tech Talk on the air through 2 o'clock today. David Josephson is our studio coordinator today. Always good to see Dave, uh, typically with Dave Lee in the morning news, Monday through Friday. Yeah, I had an 8 o'clock start this morning, which was four extra hours of sleeping in for yeah. me. So that was nice. I'm feeling good. Yeah, you got to <laughs> sleep in today Yeah, to work on this Saturday. <laughs> All right, Dave, good to see you. Uh, Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful. Steve, if I may. I think we need to do a public announcement again and warn sure. people when you get a cold call and they tell you they're from Microsoft, they are not. The calls I've been getting last week again are enormous. And they call, oh, you got a virus. And one lady in particular called me today. Her computer is three weeks old and they called. And they even told her the brand of computer she had. And of course, so she got, I'll have her, I'll talk to her later this afternoon and get her squared away. They are not Microsoft. Microsoft is not going to send anything to your computer telling you that your computer is infected and have you call a number. That's probably coming off of a website. Do not respond. And as always, pay attention to what you're opening up in your emails. And other than that, let's rock and roll. All right. So once again, any call, whether it's from Microsoft, any prompt to call a phone number that pops up, once again, knowing it's a scam is when I'm on a Chromebook. Now, yeah. remember, a Chromebook yeah. doesn't have anything to do with Microsoft. I got one of these screens that said, urgent, call now. And I'm like, whoa, what? You're having problems with your Windows, it probably said, too. And you have right. no Windows on a Chromebook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. This is a, a, a web page that has been inserted into an infected website and it comes down into your browser like a normal web page. And people think that it's software running on their computer. It is not. Do not call. Microsoft is not going to send you stuff like this out. HP's not going to call you and send you things. Dell's not going to call you. These people are not professionals, and they do not represent these large corporations. They're using this as a cover. Just beware. All right, so uh, be sure to avoid that. By the way, text line, great way to go, 81807. That is 81807. And we have full lines open, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the text line for a while and get started on the program. We promise we'll get to calls here real shortly. Um, I updated an old Toshiba laptop to an SSD drive, a solid-state drive. Works great. But Xfinity Live TV stutters on Firefox a little less on Chrome. Would adding more RAM help the problem? It very well could. And, in fact, 
you might actually want to check your router um, from Comcast to make certain that you've got it set up to do G and N, 802.11G and 802.11N. There's a setting in your router that will also allow 802.11B. If your computer is capable of 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, that also is faster. But with 5G compared to 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi, you're not going to have as much distance. But if you've got a bar and a half, Two bars and 5G, connect that baby up to 5G, and that should stop that. You can also increase your buffers inside your browsers. And if that first thing doesn't work, give me a call, and we'll readjust your buffers. And that should take care of the problem. You should never have any stuttering video coming across on an Xfinity router or a high-speed CenturyLink. We've got Internet today. It's not like it was 15 years ago. Or even five years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's come a long way. Um, when I boot up my machine, uh, machine, I see a photo of scenery and a notice that Edge works better with Windows 10 and is more secure than other browsers. Uh, is that true? Yeah, you know, Microsoft has done a fairly good job with Edge. I admit that. I still prefer Firefox and Chrome. And... This little notice that you're getting is because you probably have set a different default. You can shut that notice off as well. But this is more sales fluff than anything. Microsoft Edge is the best browser that Microsoft has ever made. I admit that. My go-to browsers are still Mozilla Firefox and Google Chrome or Google Chromium. I, I just I think they're more secure. And that little millisecond speed that you might give up on some websites, it's not worth it. And always have multiple browsers. Oh, e- Even if you're using Internet Explorer and you're fine with that, uh, you should still have multiple browsers because when you run into problems, it's super helpful. That's one of the things we brought up over the years. We haven't done a lot of it lately. They're free. It's not a problem to have uh, many. Right here in front of me, on this computer in the studio, we have Explorer. I never use it. But uh, there's there's Firefox and there's Chrome. Absolutely. Uh, that's something we, we, we really cannot stress enough. Uh, download Google Chrome or Chromium. Uh, Firefox, Opera has come a long way. And the latest version of Opera is a gorgeous browser. Absolutely gorgeous. For people who are unaware of this, even if you've got a PC, you can go to Apple and you can download a Safari browser. They're all free, and they all will work differently with different websites. It's not going to take you long to figure out which website you're going to and which is your go-to browser for that specific website. It's uh, this industry, albeit the actual normal foundations of HTML are becoming more common. There are still some differences in how the programmers are programming websites. But today, the Internet is much, much more stable than it used to be. All right, uh, we have a ton of calls. We're going to get those lined up. You can always text. We'll go back to our text line at 81807 shortly. Uh, let's start with Elaine in New Brighton. Elaine, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Elaine. Do we have you? Yes, you do. What can we help you with? Um, I have a Windows 10, and the time and date keep changing. When I turn, I usually uh, leave my computer in sleep. It doesn't matter if it's in sleep or if it's off. Uh, I open it up, and the um, time and date are 
changed. I am seeing this on all kinds of computers. You are. When you get into your machine, whether it's a clean boot or you're waking it up from a sleep mode, first thing I tell people is check that time and date. You may want to move your cursor down on top of that time and date display in the lower left-hand corner of your taskbar. Lower right-hand corner, I'm sorry. Right-hand, yes. Right-click, slide up, and select Properties. And you'll, it will open up, the adjust your time and date, and it will open up a window, and you may want to shut off automatically changing for the time zone. Also, check to make sure your time zone is correct. You can also go down on that page a little ways, and you can change servers. Just go underneath there and find a different server, and that might help. But I will say this. This is becoming more and more common in Windows 10. I don't know what's going on here. We really haven't got an answer for this, but nearly every computer I work on, when I send them out, I'm telling people to check that time and date. And thank you so much for the call. All right, let's go to Elk River and Les. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Les. What's up? Uh, Hijacking of Windows Edge. I've had that happen three times. First time I managed to get around it because I had a recovery on a USB drive, so I just did the recovery, and it was gone. Second time, I didn't have that luxury, and I paid a place to, to fix it for me. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, after doing some research, then I went on the Internet, and I found a number of things in there, and I found that one way to get around it was to, <clears throat> in the bottom left where it has Cortana, uh-huh. put in there Google.com, and that will force Google.com to come up. When it does come up, if there's other uh, you know, other tabs in there, they're probably one of those offending ones that was the hijack one. Because the hijack one does that by taking control of the focus of that page. Of the search engine, correct. That's right, and it won't ever let it loose. And so you can close it down and you bring it back up again, it's still there, and then that's where they want you to believe that, hey, you got this horrible problem. Yeah, this is, uh, this is an extension that's been added to your browser, you need to go under Preferences, Options, Settings, in Edge, and find the extensions and delete that. I would also recommend that you open up Google.com, and in the search box, you type in ADW Cleaner, all one word, ADW Cleaner, space, and then the word Major Geeks. Again, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. This will take you directly to the Major Geeks file depository website, and you can directly download ADW Cleaner. Run the cleaner. This is a portable package. It doesn't really install on your computer. ADW Cleaner is from our friends at Malwarebytes. That also will take that out, but you still got to change your default search engines in all of your browsers and make sure they don't have any extensions. And you can Google that and find out how to do that with each individual browser. It's a piece of cake. Thank you so much for the call, Les. Good info. All right, quick break. We have more Tech Talk on the way. Janice, Ron, and John all waiting on the phone lines. The number there, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment. It is 124 on a Saturday. Tech Talk is back. Doug Swinhart 
in the studio. David Josephson is our studio coordinator. A lot of great calls already. We have a line open at 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Let's go to Janice. Janice, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. I've got two questions. Several weeks ago, he mentioned how I've got a Dell 8 someone gave me, and he can't get in there to figure out what his password is to log on, so I need to know how to do that. And then the computer screen I have now, which is a 10, it moves on me once in a while. I'll be playing Scrabble on Facebook or something, and the screen will just jump away on me. On your Windows 8 machine, that's going to require booting into a special software to clear that password. Um, if you want to bring it over next week, I can boot it up and clear that password for you. This other issue you've got, if the screen is jumping and leaving a black border on one side, that very well could be hardware. I'd have to see that in action. And that we could probably do remotely. But if, if you're coming in, um, and if it's a desktop, we should do it remotely for sure. That could be hardware, but it also could be something in, in how your monitor is set. And when it when it recycles, when the monitor recycles, it's shifting back, and it needs to be adjusted with software and not hardware. So both of those, I think, are solvable. And thank you for the call. All right. Uh, let's go to Ron in Prior Lake. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, uh, good afternoon. So, Doug, I have a new uh, Netgear Nighthawk uh, AC3000 tri-band uh, router. Oh, nice router. Yeah, very nice, except uh, the issue I'm running into is that every couple days it drops out completely. I go to zero on speed test, and then I unplug the router and the uh, modem, and I'm back operating again for you know another couple days, and then same thing over again. I've updated the firmware i've talked to my local internet provider and you know so far no no resolution i was just wondering have you heard about problems with this particular router dropping out frequently extremely rare uh this router has been a top 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 shelf router i can't remember the entire configuration inside that router but if i were at your place i would have that administrator open up in a browser so I can actually get to the configuration. And I'd be looking for a setting that has to do with time to live and or lease time of your Internet connection. Okay. Uh, that That's the only thing I can think of. Time if you, to live or lease time. Yep. Uh, the How long it does. Now, on my Comcast modem that, that came from Comcast, I have my lease time set forever. So the only way I get to retrain to the routers up the chain um, is by unplugging it and plugging it back in. And if you can find that, if your lease time says 36 hours, 48 hours, and change that to forever, that might solve your issue. If neither one of those solves your issue, I'd be t- talking to somebody about exchanging that out for a different unit. That's a nice router. You That should be almost trouble-free when you get that configured. And thank you for the call. All right, let's go to John in Hastings. John, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for taking my call. Hey, John. What's exciting uh, happening at your house today? 
Well, I actually, I'm, I'm sitting in front of Shields in Mankato, so I'm not actually at home in Hastings, but right. I was okay. listening to you guys. So, hey, uh, we, we are Mac people at home. We've got all Apple products. And you talked a little bit ago about different browsers. Should we be trying different browsers other than Safari? I've, I've had to go to Chrome a couple of times maybe to do some stuff for work. Uh, is it, it, Are they pretty good? Every Mac it, I work on, I add browsers. I, I put on know. Chrome or Chromium. I put on Firefox. And I have found that Mac users, especially like Opera, I I put all three of them on every Mac I work on. Just like a PC, there's no reason on the planet why you shouldn't have more than one browser. And and thank you so much. Great question. But yes, indeed, every computer needs at least two browsers, preferably three. Yeah, and uh, Safari's a good browser. You can use that over on the PC side. We shouldn't forget about that. Absolutely. Safari would probably be my go-to browser in a Mac. However, I would always, always have Chrome or Chromium, especially if I had a Gmail account, and I would be accessing that Gmail account with Chrome or Chromium. I would also have Firefox on there just as a secondary browser. I may be looking at something in Safari and open up Firefox to a secondary website so I can keep both of them open instead of using tabs. There's a multiple, multiple reasons for having more than one browser, but you certainly can, and it absolutely is a good idea on a Mac just like a PC. And thank you for the call. All right, and uh, Safari for Windows, readily available, and uh, really solid browser. We don't, we don't bring it up enough. It's rock solid. Safari on a PC runs really, really well. It's stable. Um, the speed, I think, is right there with Chrome and Firefox. It, rock solid stable. Yeah, you you should have one of them, absolutely. All right, it is one twenty-nine. We need to take a break right now. But the folks waiting on the phone, Catherine and Jeff, will come to you right out of the break. And for those folks that sent a text at 81807, that is 81807, we'll get there as well. But first, the weather on the CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 135 Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. Uh, by the way, text line 81807, that is 81807, or you can call the program, as always, at 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. We've had a lot of browser questions today, and we're going to continue that trend right now. Catherine's on the line. Catherine, Hello. Oh, hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, I was listening to your browser advice, and uh, a while back I got more than one browser, which I'm glad I did. Good for you. I'm having trouble with my Firefox browser, which was usually my good one. Okay. Um, Recently, I just can't get my email. It starts, and I put in my um, ID and uh, password, and it goes and goes, and says it's slow, and it just never gets there. And also many sites I go to that I've gone on many times before, I get a message that uh, my computer is not safe and I can't get anywhere with it. It sounds to me, perhaps, that an extension or a plugin has been added to that browser. And if you've got your menu showing across the top, file, edit, view, and if you don't, just move your pointer to that top bar and right-click and slide down and left-click menu. Then you can go to the tools at the top of the left-hand corner of the browser, tools, left-click, slide down, select options, 
and you can get in there and make certain that your search engine is set to Google, uh, google.com for your search engine, and over on the left side, it will guide you to plugins and extensions. Go in there and disable them or remove them all except for the defaults that come with the browser. If that doesn't do it, you can actually completely uninstall Firefox and reinstall it. And this would be a perfect job for Revo Uninstaller because uh, that way you're going to make sure that you get your cache and all that. But something has been added to that browser. Extensions and plugins can really, really muddy the waters with all browsers. And it's important that you keep them clean. One or two extensions, one or two plugins that are light on resources are okay. But the cleaner you keep your browsers, the faster your internet will run. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right, very good. Uh, great call. We've had a ton of good calls uh, today. We're going to be going to the text line, so if you send a text, uh, don't worry. We'll we'll run through those here in a moment. Let's bring in Jeff. Jeff, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Doug. Hi, Jeff. Hey, What's up? I got a question here. My uh, all of a sudden, my computer does not. It says uh, video is format is not supported anymore, and it worked fine here about maybe a week ago. And all of a sudden, I lost it. And I've got uh, Google Chrome on here, and I just downloaded Fox or Firefox, and it does the same thing. Video format not supported. If you're trying to watch a movie, well, um, even on like MSN, trying to watch a a news report or something, it's the blank. The screen is blank, but I've got audio, but no wow, or uh, the audio part, but no video. That's bizarre. The, the first thing that comes to my mind is it could be a driver that was installed with an update. But I'm also going to suggest to you that you download and install VLC Media Player and let it take control of all of the defaults. It's a free program, and it will play and run anything. Um, if you are getting it at one website, it would be one thing, but you're getting it in multiple, and you're getting it in multiple browsers. So... I'm also going to tell you to go under your device manager. Look at your display adapters, right-click on it, and check the date of the, of the driver. You may have to roll back the driver. And if that doesn't do it, give me a call. We'll connect up to remotely, and we'll get this big bad boy fixed for you. And thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. All right. Uh, what's that uh, media player again? I love this. VLC, V Victory. L is in love, C is in cat, VLC Media. And you can just open up Google and type in VLC Media. Make certain you go to the original VLC site and download it and install it. Every computer on the planet should have it. VLC Media supports Windows, Mac, Linux, you name it, you can run it. It's a tremendous, tremendous piece of work. Every computer should have it. All right, uh, let's go to the text line. We promised that. Uh, don't forget, if you're waiting on a phone line, we'll be going right back there real shortly. Uh, how do I password protect a folder in Windows 10? Can you protect folders in that way? You know, the best thing for you to do is to go to majorgeeks.com, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S.com. It is a tremendous file depository. In their search box... Type in folder encryption or folder security or folder lock. They will have a number of software packages. I prefer to do this 
with an external software package rather than trying to encrypt it via Windows. It's simpler and it's cleaner. One thing we should mention, Steve, if people do this, by all means, make certain you do not forget your password. If you encrypt a folder and you've got data in there and that's the only place you've got that data and you lose that password, you it's gone. You're not going to undo that. These encryption software that will encrypt or security flag a folder are tremendously strong. But I like the software package. Take a look at what they offer. I suggest looking for a free one or an open source where you can donate small change if you like it. Play with it. Make sure it doesn't expire while you've got this thing running and rock and roll. But I like that method the best. All right. Uh, here's another one. Trying to transfer photo libraries from an uh, to an external hard drive from a MacBook Air. Uh, it ends very confusing. Yeah. This is, uh, this is an issue I've had with several customers. Your MacBook and your iPhones and all of your Apple products almost all of them will attach to your iCloud. And those that you see on that iPad or iPod, they may not even be on that device. They may be up in the cloud. You actually need to go to a web browser, go to iCloud.com, log into your account, and download them from your cloud storage via a web browser. And if you have dual authentication, which most Apple users do, you're going to have to have your telephone sitting right there and get the code off that phone to log into your iCloud account. You know, but th- this is not a bad idea because, once again, we preach having multiple backups. And when you're forced on ma- uh, Apple products, it's like the, the photos I've taken over the years on my phone. Uh, I-, I was traveling, visiting my daughter down in Arizona. My my phone died. It wouldn't charge. I had some issues. It was an old old phone. You bet. I, I was able to pop into the store. Carrier doesn't matter. They were able to fix me up, uh, got into my iCloud account. I was up and going. Everything right was now. there. Right now. This is, you know, Apple's process can be a bit tricky, but I will tell you it's extremely secure. Where people get confused is when they start syncing multiple devices to the same iCloud account. If you've got yeah. pictures going over a desktop, an, a MacBook Pro, a phone, and you decide to delete them on one and it syncs across all of them, they could possibly be gone. But Apple is very much aware of this. I like the idea that this texter sends in, we want to have another copy on an external hard drive. Smart thinking. And that's smart no matter what you have for a computer. But with the Apple you're going to have to spend some time really understanding their security and their the way their accounts are set up. Once you get it down pat, you will really, really like and appreciate what they've done. Yeah, but uh, the map is device to iCloud, iCloud to another device. Exactly. So exactly. if you're trying to do an external hard drive, that's the way I would look at it. Absolutely. Now, I've actually had... Uh, MacBook Pros that come into my my place, and I put in an SSD drive, a fresh install, and the instant I connect to that individual's account, their whole desktop is just blurred up again with files and folders. So now it's time to clean up multiple machines at the same time, and that can get interesting. But once you get that concept down, it's slick. All right, Doug, uh, from the text line, how do I know if I have more than one antivirus 
on my computer, and if more than one is running, and we know this is not a good idea, you only want one. Generally in Windows 10, Defender's plenty. I think so. Right. Um, your, your best approach is to make sure when you look down in the tray area, lower right-hand corner of your browser, as long as your taskbar is on the bottom, and a lot of the trays are set up to hide the icons. There will be a little pointer pointing up. Click on that and roll your mouse over each icon that's in there. And if you've got active antivirus, it should be running. Now, with that said, sometimes they run in the background and don't show up in the tray, but that's rare. Last several years, they've gotten better about this. You may actually have to open up a services window. Your Windows key plus R, type in services, S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S dot M-S-C. Hit enter, and you have to go through your services on the left column, and you're actually looking for name brand antivirus. Avast, Abit, um, McAfee, uh, all of the uh, Panda. You'll see them when they're there. When you're in services, use some caution. The Windows services is kind of like the heart of Windows. If you disable it, do not remove it. Just disable it. Do them slowly. Remember what you did. Reboot your computer to make sure nothing's missing and be prepared to go back in there and turn them back on. Wonderful idea to check that. If your computer's running slow, especially. Thank you for the text. All right, very good. Let's go to the tech or the phone lines. Uh, we'll, we'll try and squeeze in some more text before the end of the program. But we've had a busy, busy day on the phones, and that's great. Let's go to Jerry in Maple Grove. Jerry, you're on the air. Uh, yes. Um, uh, I've got a, a Windows 10 okay. uh, HP, uh, and I recently switched uh, uh, modem and uh, router. Okay. Uh, but even before that, uh, the internet just gets dropped. Yeah, and I've got Comcast internet, and I uh, I can click on HP support assistance and troubleshooting and fixes, and it will it fixes it. But I why is it dropping? Can I? Uh, I I actually would like to see this machine remotely. You can be connected at your place. I'll guide you to download TeamViewer Quick Support and take a look at it. My first thought is you have a new modem and a new router. If you've got CenturyLink or Comcast, it's going to be a rare instance that you require an additional router. Now, some people want that extra router for extended Wi-Fi. Some want it for all kinds of reasons with multimedia. But most people can get along just fine with that modem, which is really a router, from CenturyLink or Comcast all by itself. Multiple equipment sometimes can cause this. If we get connected up remotely, we'll take a look at your hardware from one side to the other. We may just be getting rid of that router and going straight with what you call your modem. And that might indeed just completely take care of it. Other than that, it's configuring the two devices to never release the least time on your Internet. But that's something we should be able to fix. And Jerry, thank you for the call. All right, let's go to Pete. Pete and Robbinsdale. Uh, we're, we're getting to the end of the program, so please go quick. I'll make it short and quick. Uh, I've got a question about public ne- uh, networks. Going to uh, Starbucks, for example. Okay. Is there? Is there? Can I use a VPN? I was just reading about that to s- secure 
even when I'm in a public spot? Would yeah. that help? Well, I, I, I'll tell you this. First of all, a VPN through a public Wi-Fi can get dicey. And with all VPNs, you are going to slow down your connection. And a lot of the public Wi-Fis don't have the fastest Internet. When you're connecting this device at, on a public Wi-Fi, make absolutely certain you select public and not private. If you select private, it's a local area network, and you are sharing your files, and you are connecting to that server like it's a Windows server. If you select public, all those things should be turned off that make you vulnerable in Windows automatically. And if you question that, give me a call, and I'll connect up remotely and take you into those settings and explain them to you, and you'll never have an issue. I really don't think I would suggest using a VPN at a public access but i don't use a vpn ever so it really depends how your computer's configured but i think they might be overselling this service these days and thank you for the call all right quick break uh 149 tech talk continues in a moment we have uh, some folks waiting on the phone lines uh we've got uh luke uh among others on the phone lines we'll we'll come to luke right out of the break here on the cco it is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Thanks so much for joining us. David Josephson, our studio coordinator. Coming up next hour, Ask the Expert returns. And we're pleased to be joined by Mike Bryant, attorney and founder of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, criminal law, personal injury in the spotlight. Next hour, Mike Bryant in studio here on CCO. All right, Doug, let's go to the uh, phone lines real quick. Uh, let's bring in Luke. Luke, you're on the air. Hello. Good afternoon. Thanks, guys, for taking the call. Hey, I've got one of those original kind of base model GoPro Hero cameras that uh, made its way into a swimming pool uh, with the kids uh, not properly Uh-oh. secured. And so my question, you know, I turn it, it turned on and it went off. And then over time, it turned on with the red light blinking. It says, uh, memory card's full. Of course, that's not true because I bought a new memory card to see if that would work. Mm-hmm. Is it now just an expensive paperweight, or do you have any suggestions? I I really don't. That's uh once they once you they become completely immersed, and in fact, laptops and notebooks and netbooks, even a drink spilled on them. Once they start getting dicey, they're probably gone. Yeah. I I wish I had better news for you, but that's um. Tough, tough lesson there. And I know the camera you have. That's a that's a cool camera. Well, it was. Yeah. And and you know the thing about that, we, we we've talked about it for years. You know, a truly waterproof phone, all of that sort of stuff. They have cases and you know, you can put cameras in waterproof cases, but something that's that's truly waterproof it, it gets tricky. But uh Boy, I tell you, it would have saved my oldest daughter a couple of times in her life. Indeed. That's well, you sure. know, when they start sealing that equipment, of course, heat sometimes becomes an issue. But now they're starting to get past that. I think in the relatively near future, we are going to see nearly indestructible smartphones. They're coming. They're on the way. A um, little bit late for your GoPro camera, though, I'm sorry to say. All right. Uh, let's uh, go how safe are websites that offer you a free credit check? Um, should you be leery of this? Any site that wants financial info? You know, the, the, the problem with this is they seem to always want a credit card. Anytime they want to do free with me and want a credit card, I pop out and I leave. But that's me. And that brings to my mind as well 
this Equifax business that's going on, Steve. Did you know that they're dropping that whole issue now at at the FCC? They're, it's just going to kind of go away. Remember how screwed up they got about the Target hack? Right. Well, I would think that Equifax would be a lot more important, but apparently not. I'm 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 really really mind boggled by all this. Yeah. If you're getting stuff free off the net, and this should be a rule of thumb in general, be suspicious. We talk an awful lot about free software here, but I know these companies. I've known these companies for 25 years, and there are really good ones out there that will give you software. If it's open source software, they still rely on donations. If you've had LibreOffice, for example, for a number of years, and you love it like I do, for goodness sake, go to LabreOffice.org and donate $25, $30, or $50. Keep the project moving forward. Now, if it's free as an enticement and you can't find a, a, an address or a telephone number, I, I just don't think I'd be downloading something willy-nilly to my computer. And a lot of these free programs require that you download and install software on your computer. Not a good plan if you don't know where it's coming from. Just my humble opinion. Thank you for the text. Yeah, and uh, just to quickly follow up on that, uh, Doug, and I, I just really feel like, um, you know, that, that that's great advice. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is great advice. All right, um, let's uh, go back to the Phone lines. Uh, we're really tight on time. Let's see if we can get uh, one more in. L- let's go to Dorothy in Minneapolis. Dorothy, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Dorothy. What's up? Um, I have, or a, a friend sent me some photos to my Gmail account. Okay. And I downloaded a couple last month and, and printed them. I was going to do the same thing now, and I get error messages on both of my both of the emails, and it's 404. That's an error. And then it says the requested URL was not found on this server. So what's happened? Well, I, I'm going to guess that when she sent you these photos, she's, she shared them with you from her Gmail Google Drive account. And either she's moved them or she's changed her sharing. Um, to really be explicit, you'd have to get a hold of me and I'll connect up remotely and we'll see if we can email your friend and get this thing squared away. And I'll actually show you guys how to use the Gmail or the Google Drive, how to set sharing up in a folder. Um, I'm just hoping you didn't download the photos to your computer and take them off for Google Drive. That can be a little confusing if you're not really up on the sharing aspects of the Google Drive. That's the only thing I can think of at the point that we're at now. So give me a call next week and we'll see if we can do a little more investigation. All right, we had uh, an item from the text line, which is a really good one on the credit check, and I want quick. Uh, most credit cards now offer um, credit monitoring service. They'll get you your credit score. Um, check with your credit card company, and uh, they'll probably be able to help you out for free. All right, Doug, we got to run. Phone number and email. Thank you, 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. Stevie, I'll see you next week. All right, it's the deal. News and weather in a moment. Thank you, gentlemen.
Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> 